And they love it when you say, let me. So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. I think that's a very, very nice segue to topic number three, which is internet lead generation or even just lead generation, right? Because if you've got more leads than you know what to do with, you're in charge of your business. And having a corporate sales background, I'm not surprised this is one of your topics here. And it's one of the ones that that's all I knew how to do. Because just like yourself, I was brand new in an area. No sphere, no friends, no influence, no nothing. So talk to us a little bit about what you're doing for internet lead generation and why it's topic number three. That was the first pillar in our business. Um, My husband is a tech guru at heart. So he builds out websites. And funny story, when we first got into the business, he built a website behind my back. um, And I'd already moved to Nashville to start the business. And he said, hey, I just want you to see something. And here's a uh, Lacing Group website. And we're already showing up number one on Google as the top teams. And we weren't a team, right? Um, and so he, I, I didn't know <laughs> he knew how to do these things. Uh, but he found his passion, right? All of a sudden, he was in corporate and was like, man, I love to build out websites. And I love driving traffic to websites. So he started with SEO, um, Google Ads. A lot of it was organic, um, a lot of content driven. And anybody that is is in the internet world knows that that is a lot of work. Yes. Um, and it's still a lot of work. Um, and, you know, we're constantly reinventing that as we grow. But I mean, we, I mean, he was driving, I was getting 200 leads a month in Nashville. So everybody thinks that I am the rock star, but it's really my husband. <laughs> um, he is a boss when it comes to internet marketing. So I didn't have to. Now the 200, 200 leads, just to clarify for anybody that's listening. That's organic, essentially, because you're saying SEO Yeah. from the website. Yeah. Organic. Put in the time. You don't have to put in the money, but you're getting your site ranked. And make sure we laugh about this all the time because agents are like, I love my beautiful website. And I'm like, well, nobody can see your beautiful website. Like you don't understand yes. how to get it ranked. Right. And um, and Scott does. And uh, that honestly has saved our tail on so many occasions because I don't spend as much. We don't have to spend as much on, um, you know, buying leads. And I have nothing against it because I'm like, you know what? Um, to me, that that was 100 percent our pillar for our business for honestly two years. Um, and so we um, I mean, I would call 100 leads a day um, because I, obviously after 200 leads a month, the follow up. And that is intense. Um, so, I mean, every day I was calling 100 leads, tracking um, calls, contact, calls, contacts, wrong numbers, voicemails, and just setting up a massive pipeline. I'm assuming you now have an ISA to do that for you? We do. Um, and then we have, you know, we have 25,000 leads. So there's money leaks in that, right? So I've started going through that and hunting through all those leads and talking to our ISAs and agents about, you know, tightening up our follow-up plan and making sure we've got the right calls to action, make sure our scripts are in alignment for the market of the moment, right? So the market has completely changed. And if we are not capturing them based on the market of the moment, um, then they don't, they don't want to sit down with us, right? 
Um, and so I've been very hyper-focused on um, finding um, what we call, and we, Sarah Reynolds is one of my mentors um, and she kills it. She does like a billion in volume, but um, she talked about money leaks and we started to get into the database and that's where we um, saw that there was a lot of money leaks. So when you're talking about money leads, what, what do you mean money leads? Are you talking about the difference between organic and leads you spend money on? That you have 25,000 as a combined database or is that definition a little bit different? So no, I'm talking about what we call money leaks. So leaks in the oh, leaks, leaks. I thought you said leads. Got yeah. it, got it. Uh, leaks and well, but it does it is leads, right? And so where are we missing out on opportunities with the leads that we have? When you have 25,000 leads and and there's there has to be there's going to be leaks in the system, right? Um, and so we're trying to tighten up that um, so that we can hold every single lead accountable. Um, and so one thing we have failed at that we are getting better at um, now since this whole money leak thing um, came about in January is are we holding every lead accountable and every dollar spent accountable for every one of our lead generation, um, you know, all of our lead pillars. And yeah. we have not been doing that. You know, that that's definitely one of the things that we struggle with as well, because you're right. When you get the first 100, 200, 300 leads, like that is manageable. Anybody says otherwise, you're just not putting in the work. How do you hold people accountable or how do you follow back up with them after the 30, 60, 90 days or six months down the road? Where, where are you identifying it or what are your money leaks that you've identified already and how are you actually trying to fix them? Putting time in um, a set system for follow-up. So we have the back-end system that's dripping on the consumer, right? Yeah, like your um, email drips, your text drips, right? That, right, but we need to hold those accountable. Like when was the last time everybody went back and, and could see, you know, what, what type of drips are accountable for the market of this moment, right? If we haven't Got changed it. that, that um, ask... It's completely different now, right? Um, and so holding that accountable and then how is our follow-up system performing? So I've got mm -hmm. to hold that accountable. So how soon are we following up? Um, and then what type of follow-up are we using? Email versus text, right? Because mm -hmm. um, a lot of people are not in email. Um, and so understanding that. So we've um, put systems in place for that. And then um, there was something else. Oh, and then holding people accountable. Um, so what are they saying on the phones? So when leads do come in, I'm assuming your ISA is the one who makes first contact, right? Yes. Yeah. And then at what point does the agent actually get involved? Well, we've started to create some competition there and the ISA will call and then the agent can grab it as well. And whoever gets really? it. So, you, so you're not assigning to a specific agent, but rather you have a pool that can go and they can go after these leads. Correct. Yeah. Now... Has this always been something that you've done or do they need to earn the right to actually get the leads that you have in the database? So we are about to change it um, to where you have to earn the right to get the leads in the database. So I want them to convert several deals on their own uh, before they get to earn the right to get in the database. Because what I've learned is if they don't know how to convert a deal or a spear or, and I had a hard time wrapping my head around this for so long, uh, but if they haven't earned the right, they really don't know what they're saying and what they're doing. They just. I agree. I agree. One, 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 of, one of the big dilemmas that we have right now is like when the leads come in, whether it's Facebook, Google, whatever else you're doing out there, it's all pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. We, we used to, and we still do at this moment, when the lead comes in, assign it to an agent 
because we don't have the ability in our CRM to do like a lead pool, which I don't even think it's, it's, it's a big impact. But then it goes to the ISA and our agents have been instructed to call the leads ASAP. Yeah. And this is where my partner and I, we're a little bit of disagreement. So I'd love for you to see if you can be the tiebreaker. So I believe that the way our system is structured, because the drips have those values where they replace with like agent's name, agent's email, agent's phone number. If we don't assign to an agent, we just look like idiots because half the shit's missing, right? So I believe that every single lead should be assigned to an agent when it gets sent over to the ISI then the agent should do everything in their power to get speed to lead and contact that lead as soon as possible, preferably within less than five minutes, and tag team side by side with the ISA. My partner, well, he's on the other end of the spectrum, and he believes that nobody should be assigned to the leads. The ISA should take it because the agents bitch, moan, and complain, and they're crying that they're getting discouraged. They're not getting a hold of the leads. Well, that basically tells me that they don't actually want to do the work, right? So what's your take on this? Where's the right balance? Or they're too busy to do the work. What if they're with a client? Okay. I've got a $20 million producer. She's Mm -hmm. slammed, right? And so... Okay, let me give you a little bit of perspective. (laughs) This is not coming from a $20 million producer, okay? This is coming from somebody who like is probably closer in that three to five million, no more than seven type of production, right? Mm -hmm. This is not someone who is in meetings all day, every day. You know, they're just kind of getting going, getting moving. Let's put it this way. It's an equivalent of a new agent. Yeah. Yeah. And we used to do it the way that you were referring to. Like it would go straight mm -hmm. to the agent and it was speed to lead. Um, But again, I was trying to and uh, create that real estate utopia and also not have the money leak situation. And what I found was the ISAs are on, you know, 24 hours a day. And if they are incentivized to convert that lead, they are hustling pretty hard to make sure that happens. Right. Yeah. Um, and we, we have the same thing. We have an incentive based pay yeah. uh, for the ISAs. And we do find that ISAs make contact like 10 times more likely and convert into an appointment or a life transfer. Yeah. Um, well, that's because their only job is to sit there for eight, nine, 10 hours a day and smile and dial, get somebody on the phone. But that, I mean, that think about, so what I, I'm, we've kind of looked at, I've looked at Zillow, right? Mm-hmm. And think about how, so they have ISAs that are, yes. in my opinion, in my brain, they're nurturing, Right. And yes. then they see it up to possibly another ISA that is ready to go. That's going to then round robin on whatever team, right? To find mm-hmm. a live person. So it's going to ISAs, and then they're go- they're not assigning it to an agent because if that agent doesn't pick up their phone and it's not a live agent at that moment, it's going to go to the next agent on the team. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. So you would even be a little bit more aggressive. You would put ISAs and then you would, you know, go to the primary agent and then whoever else. So like one of the things that we're doing and we can nerd out about this is we're doing ring groups. So when that phone rings, it calls five people, 10 people, whoever's assigned to the group and whoever picks up is it's their lead. 
Yeah. Right. Um, it's, it's, this is such a tricky conversation because you want to find the right balance of like providing leads and not bogging down your agents. And at the same time, you want to make sure you don't have your money leaks where every single lead is being worked. And that's why we do have DISAs because we noticed is, you know, they can't do everything, but the TAC team would be an additional thing. So even though they're not quote unquote required to call, if they can get a hold of the lead, now they just shorten the sales process. Yeah. Because now that person's talking to leads. So the two, three hours that you're requiring, I think that's the component that we're missing. Yeah. But we're not requiring them to be ass in chair working leads or their database or whatever it is. And that's why I believe that we should have, we sh- or we should be assigning to an agent right away with the ISA on top. Yeah. You know, I, and, and my partner. They, and I wouldn't do it if they're not lead generating for, th- you know, and they're not tracking. Right. And so that was another thing that. How is do a- you set or reset those expectations? If they're not, if they're not tracking, they're not hitting the KPIs. At what point do you pull them off? Pl- you know, pull the show plug. Them, show them your P&L. <laughs> Look at how much I'm spending here. Yeah. This is my expense. So they, the, there's a shift in a business and people on teams, right? They have to understand that you spend the, the money that you get in revenue is just not profit. That's just coming to your household. <laughs> it's going into yeah. the business and here's an expense on that. So I always say like, Hey, here's my expense. It's $55,000 is what we spend a month. Mm-hmm. Wow. So tell me, We're not there yet. Tell me though. And they, and they understand it. They're like, Oh, so we need to make sure that we're doing our jobs because if we're not doing our jobs, then you're wasting that amount of money for the business, not for, uh, we get paid a salary, right? And so that that doesn't feel good to them because again, they're bought into our vision and they're bought into the partnership piece. Yeah. Um, and so you have to reset those expectations because they need to understand. And I tell this on the brokerage side too. If the brokerage isn't profitable or a team's not profitable, where are you going to go hang your hat? Well, you're not going to have a home to hang your hat in. You won't. And you have no right. business. Right. Um, and so there there's a piece of that that they understand that they have to they have some accountability in that. And and it all goes back to the standard, right? So if you don't hit the lead generation and you're not, it's a non-negotiable. If you're not tracking, then you're you're gonna be pulled off the internet leads, you're not gonna get the farm, you're not gonna get the opportunity, and it's you're a domino basically. effect. And yeah. then you you don't hit your 12 units. Yeah, and ultimately you're off the team because you're not following the vision. And the, the the important distinction here, Sarah, is that you're not running a group. You're running a structured team with a set of expectations that are clear and concise. And if somebody's not on board, well, they're not part of the team because it's not a conducive environment. And I think that that was that was the biggest struggle. It's like, well, why am I running this clusterfuck of whatever this is? Meanwhile, I can just go and I can just produce. And then you're telling me, it's like, I haven't sold a home in four years, which means you have your team really dialed in and you have the ability, the bandwidth to cast the vision and be really crystal clear because you're following a plan that you're executing against. So it's a more of a black and white decision. It's no longer the gray part. Well, like, well, they could be good. They have a potential. No, you're like, sure, but they haven't done this, 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 and this. I don't care how long I've known them for. And I love them as people. You're just not going to, you're not going to get access to this real estate utopia because you aren't a partner and their partnership is 50, 50. How do you have those hard conversations? Oh, it sucks. I mean, it's easy. I mean, 
it's easy and yet it sucks. Um, you have to get your put on a pip, right? right. I, I know within six months if you're going to do it or not. And so I'm sitting there, you know, what, what are you going to do to accelerate at six months to make this happen? And if in nine months, I mean, I just, I just had to have this conversation and, and yet it's not emotional for me. I love you as a person. I hope the world um, is great to you. And I'm always here yeah, for you. You're running a business at the end of the day. That's why it's not emotional, right? When and you have- don't take care of the rest of the team as a leader, my job is to take care of the whole organization and not one person. And sometimes that, that requires hard conversations. Yeah, I agree. I agree. To just spin it back into internet leads, I think it's just like one of those things that, yes, you can provide it for your team. No, you don't have to. But are you also seeing that the internet leads versus regular leads convert at a different percentage? Are you seeing one source perform better or agents perform better with as we touched on Zillow, I'm assuming you do some Instagram, some Facebook, some Google PPC. Google pay-per-click is the one that typically for us that mm-hmm. we have. Uh, well, what do you think that is? I don't know. Probably because of Scott and what he knows how to do on Google. I mean, he's very hyper-focused on um, Google pay-per-click. SEO mm-hmm. takes a little bit longer. Um, Facebook takes quite some time. Um so, I mean, he, he could give you a deeper dive into that, but usually the pay-per-click is what we see um, is working more effectively for us. And we have to spend more. Yeah, but you know what? No, knowing what I know, I'm not surprised because you guys are so SEO heavy that PEPC automatically like marries the two, like a husband and wife, like a, re- like a real relationship. So you accelerate your efforts with one and the other by yeah. combining them. And that's the same thing we're seeing here on Instagram and Facebook. Like, yeah, nine out of 10 times, we're the first people to hear about. But their timelines are a little bit longer. Yeah. Because because the intent, right? Google is intent-based searches and marketing. Facebook is a disruptive-based marketing. So you're not going on Facebook, oh, I'm going to buy a house. No, you're, you're, you're going to Google and you're saying, buying a house in Boca Raton. And whoever shows up first, that's where your 200 leads are coming in, right? Yep. Yep. And that's the biggest differentiator. Um, So for somebody who's looking to get into internet leads, what would you recommend as we wrap up here that they would do? Uh, Something that they need to have in place or what kind of follow up to make sure that they're converting or maybe even telling them the timeline, how how long things take. Yeah. Number number one, it's making sure um, you have the funding for it. I mean, it's expensive, right? And so you've got to make sure that you're putting some reserve money aside for it because, you know, you've got a lot like Sync and um, Boomtown, all those. um, I mean, Realtor.com, they all cost money, right? And so you need to research um, those different platforms and then find out how much the cost are is number one. And then number two is you need a tracking system. Um, And we started on a spreadsheet, you know, like it was just a spreadsheet, calls, contacts, um, appointments held, appointments set. And then we we started holding those accountable. And then obviously a database. So a back end system um, to get that set up as well. But a lot of them, a lot of the platforms have a back end database that you can utilize. And as far as your follow up and your nurture looks like, can you give us like a high level overview maybe of initial touch points, frequency, how how often you talk to the leads to get them converted? So we do, um, we call it eight days of pain. This is 
basic, um, you know, it's painful for us because we have to, you know, pound the phones. Um, and then speed delete is a big thing for us. So if they're not called, you know, honestly, in the first five minutes, which I think in the first two to three minutes, you're significantly cut your chances in half. Um, to convert that lead. Um, so we do the eight days of pain and depending on the motivation, like right now, my goal is like, what's a tool that we can just hook them to grab coffee with us. So instead of saying a formal meeting, I just want to build a relationship with you. And I just want to treat you to coffee. That's it. Because if I don't treat them to coffee and they don't know that I'm a real person, they're going to get on nine other websites and talk to 5,000 other ISAs. So, and we, if they won't let me treat you to coffee, then let's set up a Zoom so that you can know I'm not a robot and I'll send you a coffee, a virtual coffee. I can send you an Uber Eats coffee, right? Um, so like, how can you get in front of them so they see that you're a person that's a knowledgeable person that is a real estate expert? Um, you might not be ready to transact, but this way you can go ahead and get set up on some form of a search through MLS so that you don't need to go to other websites because you need to just come to me and let me revise the search. Let me do the heavy lifting for you while you're just perusing, right? That's awesome. Yeah, I like that. You just gave me a brilliant idea where I'm going to change the script a little bit because I do feel that resistance on that first interaction. It's like, yeah, I just want three beds, two baths, XYZ, ABC area. Uh, I'm like, great. Well, when can we set up, you know, like from a meeting, book a meeting, like how do I go from that call to the second call and coffee is a perfect idea. I'm going to be drinking coffee anyways. Might yeah. as might, might as well. Right. Let me just treat you to, you know, and they love it when you say, let me treat you to something, right. I'm treating you to an experience. Yeah, hey, freeze for me. Yeah. And I mean, I'm like, Hey, I just want to get to know you, what your goals are in life and where do you want to go? And it might not be real estate right now. And that is perfectly fine. But I just want to be your um, of service to you whenever that is. Beautiful. FaceTime. I love it. So Sarah, thank you for coming on the show. And as we wrap up here, I want to give you the floor. What do you have going on? If somebody wants to join your team and the high standard that you have for them, if you're, you have open positions, uh, tell us how people can get in touch with you. Um, always, uh, shoot me a text. I'm going to give everybody my number because if you are talent and you want to grow, I want to partner with you. Um, it's 615-830-4575. Um, you can also go to lacingroup.com. If you register there, you'll get an ISA that will call you and see if you want to purchase investment property in Nashville or Memphis or in South Haven, Mississippi. Um, but yeah, I mean, and obviously you can hit me um, up via email, Sarah at lacingroup.com. But I would love a phone call. I'm very direct. So shoot me a text or um, call me and let me know how I can help um, partner with you and us grow together. I love it. And speaking about being direct, three random questions right at the top of your head. No thought given to it. Who are you learning from right now or a book, podcast or a person? Um, so I am following um, three of the heavy hitters at Keller Williams. Um, and Sarah Reynolds is a model for me. Um, she um, empower home and then Ben Kenny at place. We're studying his model and then Livian as well. So I am actively studying models um, because that is where we want to go. And then um, podcast wise, um, we typically, um, honestly, if I'm going to be really honest, I typically do not listen to podcasts. I'm, I'm typically going to read um, or um, follow and study a model. I'm a studier. Like I want to research and study successful businesses. And then I want to shadow that. I'm not surprised there. Question number two is what is your goal for the next 12 months? 424 units is our goal and we will um, expand into another market um, next year. And then we're rolling out a new platform on January 1st. 
424, very specific number. So we're going to hold you accountable to it. And question number three is, what do you think is going to be stopping you from achieving that? Myself, but that won't ever happen. Um, <laughs> I mean, it is. It's just, I need, I, we all get in our own way and I have to have somebody that's holding myself accountable, right? My ego mm-hmm. um, and all of those things. So um, I have somebody that will redirect me. I have multiple people that redirect me. Um, and I think one thing I asked one of my mentors, I was like, what did I suck at today? Like, I want to know where I suck. Um, because if I don't ask myself that on a consistent basis, I can't grow. I love it. I love it. I love it. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Sarah, thank you for coming on the podcast today. And for everybody listening, we'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. 